two bad boys with the power to rock you. Blowing your mind, so you gotta get into five. What you waiting for? If you want three, two, one, let's do it. Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of the Stu and Al pod. That's right, it's two bad boys, spelt with a Z, and we're gonna rock you for the next hour or so. Hello, Stu, Stop how are you doing? Up, God's sake. <laughs> Bad boys with a Z. So would that be Zadzoys? Stu, do you you know what that rap was from? Um, Yeah, five. Yeah, what song? Everybody Get Up. No, it was from Slam Dunk Da Funk. No, it weren't, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. I think so. So, Stu, how you doing, Stu? How you doing, mate? All right. All right, I've got little, little tins of Heineken this week. Yeah, 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 I've got my little Dead Pony Club from the um, Brewdog selection. Oh, Dead, nice Dead Pony. Dead Pony's a nice one, isn't it? Mm. It's a good one. It's not a lager, is it? It's an IPA. No. So, this is episode 19. Oh, it's exciting, isn't it, Stu? One more to that big 2-0. Yeah, one more to the big 2-0. <laughs> so, anyway, Stu, what you got to tell me? What you got to tell me? What's I tell you? Yeah. Well, it's funny you should mention the big two oh well, because um, speaking of oranges, yeah, um, there's a bit of a pickle over in Valencia this week. Um, they're thinking of banning The Simpsons over a joke involving the professor and paella. Yeah. Yeah, so we're not sure what everyone is um, suggesting there, but um, nobody expects the Spanish Frank decision anytime soon. <laughs> you know what? I was trying to think. How is he going to get Spanish Inquisition into this punchline? That's brilliant, that is. I love it. <laughs> and are you? <laughs> anyway, still, I, 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 I don't really have anything. This is the robot from the future interrupting <gasps> this transmission to bring the people of 2021 a warning. In the year 2025, Starburst will return to its original name of Opal Fruits. In the year 2023, the TV show EastEnders will reduce its output to three days a week. However, after a petition, it will return to four days. In the year 2021, the Stu and Pod will cease to exist. This will be because of no interest in its poor jokes and format. You have been warned, people of the past. End transmission. So anyway, as I say, Stu, I'm not really... What happened then, Stu? There was, did you hear that? There was, there was some sort of, like, <laughs> something just took over the record. <laughs> yeah, so, so you mentioned something about um, EastEnders <laughs> and something about um, the first thing you said. I mean, he said. And then he yeah. said nothing else. Ah, oh, gosh. Oh, that was a really... Well, sorry, listeners, but it, it seems like we've had some sort of message from the future. Um, we'll, we'll try and carry on anyway under those, uh, those damning uh, circumstances. So let's move on and let's carry on with the Stu and Al pod and let's start with top three. Top three, me and Al get a subject every week and we tell you our three favourite things about that. So, for example, Alex, um, items of clothing you wear on your feet, I would say for top three there, would be 
flip flop, um, ankle sock, Ooh. and plimsoll. <laughs> uh, I think flip flop might make it into my top three. But mm. uh, so last in the last episode, Stu, it was my choice for this episode's top three, and I chose the top three movie trilogies. So I think we've had quite a lot on social media this week, haven't we? So we'll get to that later. Mm. But Stu... This was a tough one as well for me. I'll tell you what, I thought it was going to be really easy and then I started looking at trilogies and I just thought, it took me ages. And it was only... So many. It was only yesterday that I think I finalised my list. But anyway, let's start. Stu, why don't you tell us your third favourite movie trilogy? So in third place... I mean, to come third, it's still a good achievement, so it yeah. shouldn't feel bad, even though I love these films. So in third place, I've gone for Back to the Future. Okay, good. A very close third place as well. Uh, so you've got the story of the characters, stepping back in time to the 50s, jumping forward to the future, and then travelling back to the uh, days of the Wild Wild West. Jim this West, trilogy had it all. It's got to be said, it's one of the few trilogies out there where all three films were brilliant. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't like the third, but it's, it's, a, good, it's a good story. It's quite enjoyable. I, I like them all, though. I, think, I don't think there's a bad one in the set. Yeah. So you got number one. Marty accidentally travels back to 1955, where well, he yeah. causes his parents to nearly not meet when he pushes his dad out of the way of that moving car. Mm-hmm. It turns out to be his granddad driving it. No. I'm sure everyone's seen this film anyway. So he spends the whole film trying to get his parents together, mm-hmm. or risk never existing and staying in 1955. Yes. And then you got number two, where he, Jennifer, and Doc Brown travel to 2015, mm-hmm. where Marty's got to present prevent his son from going to jail. Yeah. And when he travels back to 1985, he finds that Biff Tannen's changed everything and made Hill Valley into a hellhole. Oh bloody hell! So he has to return to 1955 to put all that right. Yeah. Then Doc gets zapped to 19... No, not 19. 1885. Martin needs to travel back to save his life after being killed by Bewdog Tannen. Bewdog Tannen. No, Mad Dog Tannen, sorry. Yeah. Nobody calls me Mad Dog. (laughs) But it's a brilliant trilogy. And every time it comes on TV, you just want to watch it. I've got them on Blu-ray. I watch them on Prime. It's just uh, a great set of films. Do you want to hear some facts about them, Al? Do you want to hear yeah, some go facts? on in. Go on in. So Michael J. Fox compared the filming of all three films as like being back at school. Uh, during the course of the films being made, he was taught how to play the guitar, how to ride a horse, and how to shoot a gun. Oh. Privilege there, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, that bit where he's doing... you remember the breakdancing scene in, in the third film? You know, oh, yeah. like, dance, and he's doing breakdancing. So the sound effects there performed by Michael Winslow. What, from... Who you remember is the Police, Police Academy cop with all the voices. Yeah. Brilliant. And in the French, the French translation of the film, Marty McFly is called Pierre Cardin instead of Calvin Klein. Oh, bonjour. <laughs> Back to the future, I think they were called as well. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Excellent. So my third choice is the Mighty Ducks trilogy. Quack. Quack. No, uh, yeah, quack. 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 
Cake Eater. Now, I haven't watched any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little. I'm got a little bit of a fact about Cake Eater later. Um, so, I haven't seen any of the Mighty Ducks films for years, but it was my favourite trilogy growing up. So I always used to watch them. I used to love them. So, mm. um, there's three Mighty Ducks films. Obviously, it's a trilogy. Came out in 1992, 94, and 96, starring Emilio Estefaz, uh, oh, Estefaz even, as Coach Bombay. And did you know that the role was originally offered to his brother, who turned it down? Michael Sheen. No, not Michael Sheen. Not Charlie winning. Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Winning. Um, and also with Joshua, ja- Joshua Jackson, um, who plays Charlie. Now, it's about a self-centered lo- um, Minnesota lawyer who is sentenced to community service coaching a ragtag youth hockey team. And I think they're called District something. It's like a number. And he changes them to... District the, 13. The, is it District 13? We volunteer as tribute. No, that was no. Hunger Games, don't no, yeah. So I've got, what I've got, Stu, is I've got three facts about it. So Quack. What was I going to say at the start there about... Um, I said... I've got, oh, a cake, cake eater. eater. So a cake eater, because Adam Banks was called cake eater because he was bought from the Hawks. And a cake eater is someone who lives on a more privileged part of town. So, uh, eats oh. cake, apparently. So, uh, my first fact is that um, this... Uh, oh, sorry, no, this isn't a fact. The first film was about the state championship, and they were trying to go for the state championship. The second was when they were playing some sort of World Cup, but I think it was called, like, the some games or something, and they were playing against uh, other countries. And the third one, they are at university, or college, as they call it in America, and they had to play against a college team who were better than them for some reason. So my three facts, Stu, is Leonardo DiCaprio and Jake Gyllenhaal both auditioned for the Charlie role, which is played by Joshua Jackson, which I thought was quite interesting. No way. Yeah. Um, Number two, the infamous flying V, which the team does, isn't a hockey move and would actually result in a penalty for interference because you are not allowed to body check someone who is not um, with the puck. Apparently, so I didn't know that. So oh. actually, that would be illegal. And my third fact was about the cake eater. So, yeah, three, three great films. I loved. Uh, my, I will have to go back and watch them at some point. But I imagine they might have lost their sparkle a little bit. Well, I can tell you how they haven't. So I watched them recently on Disney Plus, and they're still oh, brilliant. Oh, I'm gonna, mm. I'll have to go back and watch them then. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> go ducks. Your number two, please. Uh, number two out, Star Wars, the original trilogy. Okay. But before I'd have that number one, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So it was between this and the one I've got at number one, I kept changing the order they'd be in, but finally settled for number two. So a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, George Lucas creates one of the best sci-fi sagas of all time. Mm. True. Uh, lightsabers, droids, Wookiees, Ewoks, Jedis, Janos, Sith, <laughs> Sith Lords, the, the Force. The franchise has now expanded, of course, into comics, games, TV series, and even a theme park now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But it's, of course, the original trilogy we'll be focusing on today of A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, the best one, and Return of the Jedi. So, New Hope. Luke Skywalker, the young farm boy on Tatooine, joins forces with Jedi Knight Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know the Leicester version of him, Al? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, yeah. very good. If you don't live in Leicester, you will have no idea. It's an in-joke. 
Uh, you got Pilot Han Solo with his mate Chewbacca and the droids R2-D2 and C-3PO. They attempt to rescue Rebellion leader Leia Organa from Darth Vader and the Galactic Empire. So the Rebels, along with Pilot Wedge Antilles, Hey, Wedger, Wedger. <laughs> uh, they launch an attack at the end of the Empire, X-Wing style, to try and take out the Death Star. Watch to find out more. Return of the Jedi. The Rebels are overpowered by the Empire on the ice planet. Don't know. Hoff. No. Hasselhoff. No. Han, Leo and Freepio escape on the uh, Millennium Falcon, while Luke and R2-D2 travel to Dagobah Dagobah. to begin Jedi training with Master Yoda. Uh, And then you've got Return of the Jedi. The Rebels travel to Endor after after rescuing Han Solo to destroy the second Death Star. And then Luke, after learning about his Darth Vader being his dad, Anakin Skywalker, he struggles to help him stay away from the dark side. Brilliant films, mate. Brilliant. Can I say a couple of things about these before we carry on? Yeah. One, in the first film, there's a ridiculous line, which I always laugh at. And it's when they get the little recording of Princess Leia going, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And then Luke Skywalker goes, oh, that sounds a little bit like old Ben Kenobi. (laughs) It's like, if you're going to hide out as a Jedi and your name is Obi-Wan Kenobi, don't change your name to Old Ben Kenobi, you fucking idiot. <laughs> but have you got some facts about it? Because then I've got something else to say. Yeah, I do. You got it. I don't, I don't Old agree with Ben saying, Kenobi. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It had me. It had me fooled. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea until I, I was like, "Oh, Old Ben is Obi Wan." Yeah, <laughs> makes sense now. So Wedge Antilles, who we mentioned earlier, is played by Dennis Lawson. He is the uncle of Ewan McGregor, who goes Ooh. on to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. How oh, about ben. that? The sound of TIE fighter engines is a combination of an elephant's bellow and a car driving on wet road. Yeah. And the, this, is a, this is a great fact. Well, the tiny South Pacific island of Niui, they actually accept limited edition Star Wars coins as legal tender. Oh. Look it up. <laughs> Is that everything? Yeah. So, Stu, I'm going to drop a little bit of a bombshell here. I'm not a fan of the um, Star Wars trilogies. Yeah, no, you're not. And I'll t- can I just say why? Now, I didn't watch Star Wars growing up, and I don't think I watched my first Star Wars film until I was late teenager, maybe early 20s. So I think the kind of magic of it <clears throat> was lost on me a little bit. And I, th- and I think it's because it's a film that if you watch as a child, you kind of grow up with it and you love it and you remember it back from the childhood days. And, I'm, and I always kind of thought it was a bit weird, but I remember listening to another podcast and the chap on it was, um, had watched Indiana Jones for the first time and he was in his 30s and he hated it because his reason was he'd not seen it as a child, so he'd not grown up with it. And I think that's why I'm not a massive Star Wars fan because I just, when I went back and watched it, I was a little bit like, I don't really see what the fuss is about. But I think it's just because I missed it as a child. If I'd watched it when I was younger, maybe I would have really loved it. So, no, I, dis- I disagree. Don't send me hate. I dis- that- hey? but people, I'm just warning people of Twitter, please don't send, us ha- send me hate. It's not my fault. I just, 
I, I just felt like oh, I missed it. And then uh, couldn't get I just don't. It. I just don't think you, um, the force is strong with you. <laughs> link. You just got no. a link to it. <laughs> so be it. If you don't like Star Wars, <clears throat> no, but I like some. Of, I like some of the newer films. So you know, I like that one where they get the plans to the Death Star, and that's quite good. What's that one? Rogue One. Rogue One. I like Rogue One. Yeah, that looks good. But I just Empire not, Strikes Back will always be the best one. Though. I'm just not invested in the characters. I think that was what it was. Well, I'm not invested in you. <laughs> right, do you want my number two? Whatever. <laughs> now, I'm a big fan of comic book, um, comic book films. So picking a trilogy of comic book films was difficult because there's quite a few. But I've gone with one that I really enjoy, and that is the Captain America trilogy. Yes, I knew you'd pick that. When you said comic book, it was, like, it was yeah. always going to be Captain America. So it started in 2011 with the first Avenger. Then 2014, Porter's uh, Winter Soldier, which yeah. arguably for me is, is one of the best comic book films ever made. And then in 2016, we've got Captain America Civil War. I just, these are films yeah. that I could watch anytime. If they're on and they're, dur- they're during a certain point, which I'm, I imagine is the same with you with Star Wars, if they're on at any time, even if it's like half an hour's already gone, I could just start watching it from there and continue watching it. Mm. It's so enjoyable. And I just really love the character. I love the whole thing about it. I love that they, have, they bring in other characters as well, the superheroes into different episodes and stuff like that. So I've got three facts for you, Stu. One, Chris Evans originally declined the role three times before speaking to Robert Downey Jr., who convinced him to take it. And he says that it is now, he was so glad that he did take it. Uh, Nick Fury's grave in Winter Soldier says the path of the righteous man, Ezekiel 25.17, which as we all know is what he says in full picture. I know that's very clever. And finally, in the third film is the first appearance of both Black Panther and Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So Stuart, you a Captain America film. I'm a bit gutted that there's going to be no more Captain America, but we have got Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming soon, which I'm looking forward to. Well, he becomes Captain America, doesn't he, Sam? So yeah, but in all the trailers, in, the in all the trailers for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it, it doesn't look like there's a lot of him being Captain America. So, mm, well, they don't. They both. Bucky Barnes is Captain America for a bit as well. Yeah, in the comic books, he was. But whether they put them in the films or not is to be decided. Yeah, be interesting to see. I tell you, it will be. So, Stu, that's my number two. Let's hear your favourite movie trilogy. Come on. So, I've loved these films since I was a kid. When I first got them on VHS for a Christmas. Is it? Based on the novel. Porkies. No. Based on the novel by Mario Puzzo. Oh, I know. Is it uh, <laughs> Barbie? I couldn't think of anything funny. <laughs> yeah. It's the Godfather trilogy. Yeah, good choice, good choice. Masterpieces. And maybe not the third one, but the first two. Are but perfect. I, I think if you didn't ever, I, I think if you hadn't seen number one or two and just watched number three, you'd really enjoy it. I think it's only because yes. it's with those two films that because it still gets a really high rating on IMDb. It's still like seven point something for the third film, which is quite good for. Um, number two is my favourite. When they go back to the old Corleone. Number one plays in uh, Italy. Huh? Number one's my favourite. I know a lot of people prefer number two, but I prefer number one. 
Sorry, no, number one's where he goes back to Italy, isn't it? Number two's where they follow the Corleone family arriving into Ellis Island. Yeah. Yeah, number two, that's the one, the De Niro one. So The Godfather is an American crime family series following the Corleone family through starting off to making it the big time in New York. Mm-hmm. We get to see the Corleone family uh, all the way from Corleone in Italy, traveling to Ellis Island in New York, and then working their way up from there. Through decades and decades of crime. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if they tried to remake the Godfather trilogy. It'd be really funny. But they with did it robots. with the, But they did it with the Muppets. There you go. A Muppet, <clears throat> a Muppet crime. A Muppet Godfather. Fozzie yeah. Bear. Fozzie Bear would be uh, Don Corleone. There you go. I've already cast it for you. But Get on with it. Fozzie Bear would have to be Sunny. Kermit <coughs> is obviously going to be Vito. I'm going to make him an after. He can't refuse. No, no, I don't think he would be. I think he'd be uh, Al Pacino's part. What was his name? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Michael Corleone. Michael Corleone, yeah. That'd be Kermit. Maybe. <coughs> we'll have to um, discuss this further sometime. <laughs> so, Godfather 1. Michael Corleone returns home a war hero. Hey, I'm a freaking war family. hero here. <laughs> After some tragic family circumstances. I'm not laughing at those circumstances, just laughing at you being a div. <laughs> uh, he reluctantly takes over the reins of the family business and wages war on the other mafia families in New York. Some right oh, bastards, oh no, yeah. especially that Salotso prick. Ugh, such a knobhead. Godfather 2. So, following the early life of Vito Corleone in 1920s New York City, while in the present day, Michael is trying to expand the family business in Hollywood, Las Vegas, and Cuba. Hollywood. Oh, mate, the end of Godfather 2. You know, when he finds out what Fredo's done, yeah, and then you got that scene on the boat in the lake, yeah, ah. Uh, and in Godfather 3, Michael Collier, now in his 60s, has to free his family from crime and find a suitable successor to his empire. Didn't pick a very good one, did he, really, with old Vincent there? <laughs> Fiery Vincent Corleone. Always going to be trouble. Uh, but, yeah, number one and two, I, just, I think they're perfect. Number three is still very good. But it was never going to yeah. be on par with those ones that made in the 70s. No. But no. the whole story there from... And how, if you find out how it's made as well, what Francis Ford Coppola went through to make the first yeah. one, how he got it made, is incredible. It is. It's such a good trilogy. And I do absolutely love them, but it's not mm. made my top three. Only I've kind of put my top three of ones that I'd watch more often. But I think with Godfather, I always give it a few years before I go back and watch them so that I can appreciate more because they're but such I, long yeah. films. And you really, you've really kind I, of got to focus and, and really pay attention when you... Mm when you're watching them. So Yeah, definitely. I've it's been a while since I've seen them. I need to rewatch them at some point. But well, I, w- I watched them last year, so it'll be eight hours for that. Yeah. Uh so some facts then out about the Godfather trilogy. Uh a Corleone brother dies in every movie. Okay. So I'll give you a bit of warning. If you've not seen them, uh just step away from the the uh your listening device well, for thirty seconds. For Forty years. <laughs> if you've not watched True. them so Sonny Sonny in Godfather 1 Fredo in Godfather 2 Michael in Godfather 3 uh, in Godfather 2 Robert De Niro spent four months learning to speak the Sicilian dialect in order to play Vito Corleone he also spent three months living in Sicily to prepare for the role the I wonder king how long of method spent, acting I wonder how long he spent preparing for the role of his adverts that he does now 
don't talk about this bloody adverts. <laughs> They're awful. Oh, God. Painful watching them. <laughs> and uh, Sylvester Stallone auditioned for the roles of um, Paulie Gatto and Carlo Rizzi in the yeah. first films. See, I think he'd be quite good because Stallone's quite good when he really has a go. Well, apparently when he got turned down for those roles, he was like, he, I think it made him focus on writing. So he wrote two of his early films and then he went on to write Rocky. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Could have had the original trilogy of that. It's definitely worth We've got some honourable mentions coming yeah. up in a minute when you've done your one. But um, mm-hmm. the, Rocky, the Rocky trilogy there definitely be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say on the Godfather trilogy. Okay, excellent. Well done. <clears throat> so my number one, Stu, and uh, this one didn't come to me until quite late on. And then when I thought of it, I thought it's got to be my number one because I've always loved these films. One of my favourite movie genres is, is horror. I absolutely love horror. And I absolutely love zombie films. So my number one of film, movie trilogies is the Of the Dead trilogy. So if you don't know what these are, it's George A. Romero. He made... Um, Night of the Living Dead in 1968, Dawn of the Dead in 1978, and Day of the Dead in 1985. Then we don't look past that at the other films he made. Land yeah. of the Dead, Diary of the Dead. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> shit. Land of the Dead wasn't too bad. There's elements of that that aren't too bad. But for me, the Of the Dead trilogy is such, and they're such good films. And I'm pretty sure that Dawn of the Dead is the first horror film I ever watched. It's the, definitely the first zombie film I ever saw, and I absolutely loved it. There's just so much for that George A. Is that a. the shopping centre one? That's Dawn the shopping mall one, yeah. There's yeah. so much that George A. Romero did with the zombie films that wasn't just horror. There was a lot of, a lot of extra things in it. The dialogue in it is brilliant. The actual scenes when the zombies aren't in it are brilliant as well. So it's like kind of in the first film, Night of the Living Dead, there's the racial thing as well. And it's just that you get the, these arguments and these sort of these, these really fantastic characters. And my mm. favourite bits of, Daw- of um, Dawn of the Dead when in the shopping centre is when they're just running around and shutting the doors and like locking everything because and they're just living in the shopping mall. And there's like there's there's a good bit of time where they're just living in the shopping mall and enjoying themselves. And they're per- like they're just getting all the expensive clothes and they're just drinking and eating and doing whatever they want because they can because the zombies are locked outside. I just find it absolutely fantastic. So mm. Dawn of the Dead is my favourite. I think it is my favourite one. That's the second one in the shopping mall. This, the last one, Day of the Dead, is a little bit silly. But, um, he did want to... George A. wanted to make it a bit more comical as it came to it. So I've got a fact for each film, Stu. So, just before, Al, um, yeah. did, you watch the, did you watch the remake of Dawn of the Dead as well? You know, one yeah, with the um, dad from Modern Family in? I don't like running zombies. I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good, but I don't yeah. like running zombies. Mm. So, I mean, there's a, remake, there's a remake of Night of the Living Dead that was done in 1990, which is quite good. It's, it's quite, it sticks quite uh, religiously to the script. So in, in the first film, in Night of the Living Dead, it is the first zombie movie ever filmed written and filmed mm-hmm. and it was the writers that brainstormed what was the most shocking thing that a zombie could do to a human and they came up with cannibalism that's how it all started so before that it just you know zombies didn't eat people mm. in dawn of the dead uh, uh it's the only film dawn of the dead out of all of his films it's the only of 
only film of the trilogy to use the word zombie. And it is when a biker is breaking and he says, hey, this place is full of zombies or something like that. <laughs> it's the only one that says the word zombie. And finally, Day of the Dead was Romero's fa- favourite of the trilogy. And that's the one where they say oh. the underground base with the scientists and the uh, military. So, yeah, that was my favourite. That made my number one. I just thought that's definitely got to stay there. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So, like we said, this was a tough one. I mean, there's yeah. a few that we've left out. I mean, the Indiana Jones trilogy, like you yeah. briefly mentioned earlier. Um, the Cornetto trilogy by Edgar Wright. With yeah, Sam third and film. There's well, a lot. This is the thing. With the trilogies, you're always going to get the third film weaker yeah. than the first two, I think. I'll tell you what, go through uh, the Not social... always. There are yeah. exceptions. Go through the social media, and then if they don't cover yeah. anything, then we'll go through our extra picks as well. All right, so we'll start then with, like we always do, the man, the ledge, regular Gav. Yeah. So he's gone for the original Star Wars trilogy. Nope. <laughs> the, <laughs> the first three Terminator films... The third one's shit. I've told him this. And he only likes it because of the bird in that film. Oh, yeah. Well, when she makes her boobs bigger. Uh, something like that, yeah. And he's gone for the Austin Powers trilogy. So yeah, good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, Chris Comrath, who's picked three brilliant uh, selections here, I must say. So he's gone for the Godfather one, although he says even though the third one is shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. Well done. And the Spaghetti Western trilogy. Yeah, good choice, good choice. So a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more on the good, the bad, and the ugly. The man with no name. And just like your Clint Eastwood impression here, boy, because, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he also does give a special mention to the Cornetto trilogy there as well. Uh, Simon McCorkle. Simon McCorkle. So he's going for the Alien trilogy. Yes, good choice. Uh, the Jason Bourne. Oh, God, it's come way off. Jason Bourne trilogy yeah, there. Okay, yeah. I'm Jason Bourne. <laughs> I'm Jason Bourne. And he's Bourne. also up for the um, Spaghetti Western trilogy as well. Yeah. Uh, our friend Frank Mendoza. Hello, Frank. Frankie! Uh, he's gone for the Naked Gun trilogy. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the Star Wars originals mm-hmm. and the Godfather trilogy. Yeah. There is something more I want to mention with Frank Mendoza as well, but I'll get back to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, Ed Roberts, <laughs> he's gone for the Winnie the Pooh collection. So yeah, Winnie the yeah. Pooh, he's... the Tigger movie, and Pooh's Heffalump. So Ed Roberts is a new listener, and he's not caught up yet. He's only on about episode five, so it'll be a while till he gets to this. So let's just call him a bit of a prat. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Katie R, my sister, she's gone for Pitch Perfect. Twilight oh. and the Dark Knight trilogy. No, and she wait. shot you down well, to it this week, well, Al. Yeah, but can we just put this book? <laughs> Pitch Perfect, no, no, no fucking way. And Twilight, fucking hell. Jesus Christ. I could not watch those films. They look absolute shite. Sorry, Casey. Nice to... <laughs> well, she, she put you down on Twitter. That was my, um, that was my fun she this did. week. <laughs> she did. Well, she says I, how I pretend to laugh at your jokes. Yeah. And Katie, yes, I do pretend to laugh at his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris at VAR at the bar. He's gone for the French Connection trilogy. Gene Ackman. Girl Jane. Jane. Uh, Pink, Pink Panther trilogy and the Bad Boys trilogy. Uh, yeah. All right, fair enough. 
Uh, my mum and dad uh, picked the same this week. Back to Emmanuel. the Future, Godfather, and Rambo. Oh, Kim yeah. picked Rambo. Oh, good on her. <laughs> Kimbo. Uh, that guy, Sai, he's gone for the Back to the Future trilogy. Yep. And he says he's picked this because of how it was made. And it's, it's not one of those where they've gone back years later to try and make money out of it. They've done it because they loved the story and they've all done it all together. It yep. was um, very nicely put, like you put on Twitter there. Have a look on our page. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other sister, Claire, she's gone for the Mighty Ducks, like you. Good on it. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Very good. I thought you'd pick Mission that. Mission Impossible. Okay. I thought you'd pick Yeah, that. well, it was very close. and It's going to be all the honourable mentions, but it's been mentioned now, so we don't need to. And the Mission Impossible original trilogy as well. Yep. With Ethan Hunt. Very good. Uh, Callum. Uh, a friend of mine, Callum. Back to the Future, Hangover trilogy and the Dark Knight trilogy. Hangover trilogy. Come on, Callum. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'll just say hangover. He, he likes them, so fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Georgia at work. Hello, Georgia. American Pie, the Dark Knight trilogy, and the Bad Boys trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll let we'll let her off American Pie. She's young. She doesn't yeah. know much about films. And uh, her moaning Myrtle, Tessa G. Knightley. I tell you what, mate. Uh, she don't ask fucking moan on Twitter. Oh my god! Uh, I was speaking to her about now, this at work. Yeah. So we did a thing on the Chirpty website where you have your little inner circles on on Twitter this week, and Katie contributes tons. So we yeah. we both thought that she'd be on in the inner circle, but it turns out she wasn't. And it was all because she has her Twitter set to private, so the robot who makes the circle didn't pick up on it. And what she said, Al, the words used on Twitter were not for this podcast. She called me a cunt. I still, I, still, I think you should have reported her, and she could have been banned from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad idea. So with that, we will never use the Soz Keza hashtag anymore. Because of the words used, even though it was nothing to do with me at all. And the only hashtag we're ever going to use now is Pod and Family and Keep Conraf. Yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, she actually picked something as well. Yeah. Uh, the, Wolver- <laughs> the Wolverine trilogy, the oh, Godfather it- trilogy. Wolverine trilogy. Well, I spoke to her about this because I said, is it a trilogy? Because there's two Wolverine films and then there's Logan. And I didn't know if they were connected, but she said she Googled it and it did say it was a trilogy. So it's up mm. to her. Yeah. We'll allow it. Yeah. Because I love that Logan film. It's, oh, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's my favourite comic book film. Yeah, it's, it's, Logan. One of, it's, it's in my top three, I reckon. And uh, the Dark Knight trilogy as well. Yeah. So what was the second one? Quite popular, wasn't it? The Dark Knight. The Godfather trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So I think the most popular one there was the Dark Knight trilogy. About five people picked that. So Yeah. So you got any honourable mentions, Stu? Uh, well, Indiana Jones, for one. Yeah. Definitely got to be up there. Uh, the Cornetto trilogy was picked by Mr. Conrad. Yeah. Uh, was a very close to be in the top three. And going back to the 80s, I don't know if anyone ever saw this. Um, Jewel of the Nile, Romance in the Stone, and The War of the Roses. Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, what's her name? Kathleen Turner. Oh. Kathleen Turner and um, Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito. 
Oh, well, I'm thinking it's If different. you ever catch them, them three films, they are absolutely brilliant. You know one that's not been mentioned to do? Die Hard trilogy. Yes. <laughs> Great trilogy. It was one of mine that was, yeah, it was considered, but yeah. Bloody hell, yeah. How did we not think of that? Just one more thing as well. Uh, mentioned Frank Mendoza earlier. Now, he um, mentioned about your snakes on a plane, uh, frankly, my dear, from yeah. the last episode. Uh, he loved that, by the way. <laughs> but he mentioned that um, in America, yeah, when it um, appeared on network TV, they, they cut the infamous line out. Yeah. Uh, had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you ever catch the clip, which you can find on YouTube, it, 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 they dubbed it out and said, I've had it with these monkey fighting snakes <laughs> on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> thanks, uh, so thanks Frank. Yes, thank you very much. Um, it's my pick for next it week, is. isn't it? Yes, I'm looking forward to this. So next week's top three will be your top three musicals. Oh, I love a musical, Stu. Are we talking film musicals or just like theatre musicals? Free reign. Free. It can be stage, it can be on screen. It's up to you. Oh, that's a good a musical, one, that's Stu. We'll allow it. Excellent. So if you'd like to get in contact and you'd like to tell us your top three musicals for the next episode, why not get in contact with us via email? We are stewandalpod at gmail.com or we are on Twitter and Instagram at stewandalpod. So that was top three and now it is time for 90s Corner. Nineties corner. Each episode, Stu and I bring something from the ninety. We drag it, kicking and squeaming, and we discuss it. And if we both agree that it was great, then it gets put into nineties corner, swept into nineties corner. But if one of us thinks it's shit, then it gets sold off in the Leicester Mercury or Lincoln equivalent. Stu, would you like to go first this week, or would you like I to go first? I'll take it out because mine's not that strong this week. Okay, um, go for it. I really need to up my game on this next time. <laughs> I've gone for hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> oh, sake. I don't even know if I remember this show. So it's, he's a former NBA player, Mark Cooper. He retires from the NBA and becomes a teacher and basketball coach in Oakland. I have yeah. no facts about the show. I just remember it. I like the theme tune. Um... But I watched a few clips on YouTube and I was like, I swear it was funny that back then. Yeah. But it kind of lost its charm. It's probably not going to go through. If you picked it, I would have probably said no. Yeah. I'm struggling to think why well, I did. You know what, Stu? If you're, if you're considering not putting it through, I, I don't think it can. I just don't think it can. I do remember I've it actually thought, very vaguely. I've actually thought of a better, a better show now as well. Yeah, well, you got to say that till next week. So yeah. I, I remember a similar sort of program called Hang Time. And that was about an ex-NBA player who goes to a high school and coaches, the NBA, coaches their basketball team. And that was good. But I, and I vaguely remember Hang Miss Cooper. But if you're, if you're having second thoughts, we can't put it in. We've got to sell it. No. Get rid. In the Leicester Mercury it goes then. Yeah. So you ready for mine, Stu? Well, it's Hang Time, isn't it? No. I was just telling oh. you about Hang Time. So, Stu, right. if I was to say this to you, 
I'll be the resident president. I'm the fifth element. Jimmy Fly Snooker, so cold is how I'm hitting them. Better get together, put your hands in the sky. Stick them up, punk, hit them low, hit them high. Now I'm the bad boy that you invite for dinners. Ain't got no manners because I eat with my fingers. Lost boys terrorize the neighborhood. And hounds are the basketball, but we're to no good. So come on, come on. Everybody keep checking us. Coming with the funk, bringing on wickedness. Now, if I was... <laughs> That's, what is that? Now, that, Stu, is... <laughs> that is from the song Everybody Get Up by the band Five. <laughs> yeah, that's what you opened the show with. I told no, you it was Everybody Get Up. No, I opened the show... I opened the show with two bad boys with the power to rock you. <laughs> oh. So, Stu... Okay. Can I just go, go through those lyrics a, a little bit? Okay, so... No. Hounds of the Baskerville will be up to no good. So referencing Sherlock Holmes, our intelligent. Okay. I'm a bad boy that you invite for dinners. Ain't got no manners because I eat with my fingers. Brilliant. It's just Jimmy Fly, Snooker, Stone Cold. <laughs> you know that, that bit there with the eat my dinner with the fingers? Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's not going through. Whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. I haven't finished yet. So I've got some I'm things about five. So five, or as they were, as their, because they spelt their name five I V E, five Ive, as they were also known, <laughs> were a band <laughs> that formed in 1997 <laughs> and were on the same label as the Spice Girls. Can you, Stu, can you name any of the members of five? There was five of them, obviously. Yeah. Uh, go on then. Ralph. No, I'll just tell you them. It was Richie, yeah. Scott, Sean. J and abs. Abs was spelled A B Z. So <laughs> I'm just going to tell you a little bit about spell his five. Name right. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about five because they had certain songs like Everybody Get Up, okay? Keep On Moving, Slam Dunk, Da Funk. Now, I know you're dissing them, but they, set, they sold 10 million singles and albums worldwide. 10 million. I'm not dissing them. I didn't diss them. Yeah, you I just were. don't agree with the um, song but, choice. All right, I don't agree with the song choice, but they were Wordsworth, Shakespeare, <laughs> Chaucer. Oh my God! These are the modern poets of the nineties. <laughs> I can't. I, five were. I fucking love five. Like, but more. To I know because you used to dance to them in Creation every Saturday night when we used to go out clubbing. Ah. Uh. What did you then? Did you stand at the side trying to look cool with your pint? No, you were on the fucking dance floor with me, so shut your mouth. Yeah, so, <laughs> Nights Out wouldn't have been the same without Five. True. They were such a good, good boy band. And they were the bad boys. They're all right when you piss. You know, they weren't Take That. They weren't Boys and They weren't Westlife. They were fucking Five. They were fucking, they were having it. It was the band you wanted, nah. it was the boy band you wanted to be a part of. No, nah, Take That was better than Five. Yeah. Songs might have been better, but who's having more of a laugh? Five. Take that. You're having a laugh. You've got to put these through. I ain't got to do shit. For fuck's sake. What are we doing then? You putting them through or not? No. Right, I'm leaving the podcast at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, you, you've shown, no, I'll tell you what, Al. We'll put them through because you've shown yes. a lot of passion there, Thank which you. I appreciate. So and you can have it. You can have it. passionate of it. Right, really? But you... you Imagine that five and Mr. Blobby in the uh, 90s corner. You can make the, um, the little poster for the uh, Instagram and Twitter page for that for them, because I'm not. No, you've got to. 
Okay, Steve, do we have any social media? Do anymore, yeah, loads. Well, then. So, quite a few people at work have joined in this week, Al. I'm going to give shout outs to all of them. So, we've got Paige. She's Are these downloading friends. the podcast as well? Are these listening? They're new, they're new listeners. All right, welcome. <laughs> so, Paige, she's picked Friends. We've, yes. We've had that, but we'll allow we've it again. That, yeah. uh, the 90s fashion, the baggy clothes. Yeah, good. good. 90s rap, that's definitely going through. Well, I've just so played that with five. Uh, mm. Oh dear. Uh, and the 90s hairstyles. Got to that mullet. I'm sure the mullet was there at some point. No, mullet was 80s. No, mullet was 80s, yeah, of course. Yeah. The curtains, though. Curtains, we both yeah. had them. Uh, Georgia from earlier, um, she's picked 90s fashion and baggy jeans again. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, Olivia, who said she wasn't born in the 90s. So her favourite thing about the 90s was not being born in the 90s. Okay. No, yeah. I'm not putting that through. No, 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 I'm not putting that through. No. Okay, good. Okay, calm down. <laughs> uh, Callum, who, you, who picked the hangover earlier, yeah. he's gone for the Cartoon Network and all the shows on there. I was more of a Nickelodeon fan. So. Whatever. Uh, Jane, she's gone for 90s R&B music. Yeah. Don't go yeah. chasing waterfalls. Yep, okay. yep, fair enough. Uh, she's also said not having as many wrinkles back then. Oh. <laughs> and also, <laughs> also, we didn't have COVID in the 90s. So oh. that's, that's, yeah, um, but didn't we have mad cow disease? So, you know, it swings around that, was, about, isn't it? No, that was too, that was the uh, noughties. Oh, was it? All right, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Moni Myrtle again. <laughs> she's She's gone for. Uh, locking Winston the Butler in the freezer on Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. That I'm gonna say no, Alex. <gasps> oh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Going oh, you, you're a trickster. <laughs> you're a trickster. <laughs> uh, Natasha Norman. Hello, Tash. She's Norman. big Spice Girls. Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah, Spice Girls. Alex, she's a really big fan of yours, by the way. Is she? No, yeah, I don't know why, but she says you're um, you're dead funny. Yeah, Chris Comrath. <laughs> Chris Comrath. He's gone for um, Wild Wild West. No, no, no. We had this with the fucking thing. Is it's shit? If you just said the song Wild Wild West or the rap, then yeah. Well, he he's not specifically said for the nineties, but when I mentioned Tombstone, he listed a bunch of. Westerns that were better I know than we that. We so I'm going to list week. them off. No, we read that last week. List... Did we? Yeah, we had that last time. I ain't doing that again. Oh yeah, forget that. <laughs> right, Chris Carmrath. Then he's gone for Twin Peaks. Don't, never watched it. Same, and he didn't uh, appreciate that on Twitter. Um, so I'm glad they're not the only one. Yeah, good. <laughs> he's also gone for John and Lorena Bobbitt. Now, in 1993, after years of abuse, Lorena cut off John's penis while he was sleeping. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing a read uh, about this. And John later went on to make a porno film called yeah. Frankenpenis. <laughs> Frankenpenis? I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sweep yeah. that through. Put that through. It's yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, it's John Bobby. It was the right piece of shit as well. I was oh. reading up about him. Lorena was good. She got away from him and lived lived a great life. But he was a bit of a... He's always in and out of jail. He's a bit of a bastard. So I'm glad you cut your knob off, twat. 
<laughs> uh, that's all we've got for 90s Corner, Al. Excellent. So if you would like to submit something to 90s Corner, why not get in contact? We are stewandalpod at gmail.com or on Instagram and Twitter at stewandalpod. So now that was 90s Corner and it's time for Frankly, My Dear, I Don't Give a Damn. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. So, Frankly, My Dear, then. Each week, or episode, I should say, Al picks a famous line from a TV show or film and recreates it with somebody else. It's usually good. It usually gets <laughs> put down by someone on Twitter yeah. every time. Um, take it away, Al. Okay. Yet again, uh, I will just reiterate my point that my impressions are poor. Now, this one, Stu, I only came, up with, <laughs> I only came up with the impression for this about two hours before recording. So, I hope you like oh. it. Oh. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hold on, let me just get it. <laughs> oh, if everyone could see that face just then. Yeah. Yeah. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> that was so shit. Oh, my God. That was awful. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? I think it was better earlier. <laughs> It's Popeye playing yep. Doc Brown in Back to the Future. <laughs> it was. It was very bad. It was. I didn't see, was very I didn't bad. see what you were doing. I would never have That was it. very bad. I apologise for this. Cause I really apologise for that one. Right, I'm going to move swiftly on. That was frankly my Chris, doing. you're going to have a field day on that one, mate. <laughs> you will. <laughs> now it is time for In the News. Each episode, Stu writes his own news story, like he's some fucking journalist. But he also he also finds one from somewhere, and we just don't know where he finds it from. And he reads them out, and then it's my turn to guess which one's real and which one's made up. <laughs> it's that fun. He'll also give us some sports results, some weather, some... Uh, travel. Travel, and whatever else. Pops into his brain. <laughs> There's one in there. <laughs> Take it away. Take it away, boys. <laughs> oh, look forward to that. Welcome every episode. Yep. All right, gang. Here we go. Here's your news. Here's your headlines. Here's your news. Here's your headlines. Mick Jagger treats St. Lucifer to a day at the opera with a symphony for the devil. Oh, lovely. Uh, Robert Smith of The Cure ruins everyone's day at a Toy Story screening by screaming, Toys don't fly. (laughs) And Miley Cyrus hits a photographer in a fight scene just like the video games. She came in like a tech and brawl. <laughs> Brilliant! Oh, and the podcast. I there. really Done. enjoyed that one. <laughs> Ring the good podcast bell. <laughs> <laughs> Story number one. <laughs> that tech and roll I have been. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how I. <laughs> I make myself laugh. You got it. Someone's got it. <laughs> Someone's got it. 
Story number one. A driver travelling from the UK had his ham sandwiches confiscated by Dutch border guards who said they were now prohibited under post-Brexit rules. Okay. You can't bring your packed lunch anymore, lads. Sorry. So there's a video emerged of an official um, handling his snacks wrapped in foil, asking if there's any meat in the bread or not. When the driver replies, yes, he's told, yes, okay, now we take the lot. That's my Dutch impression. It's not too bad. Good. Uh, Asked if they can return the bread without the meat, he was told everything will be confiscated. Welcome to a post-Brexit. The footage was taken on January 6th. Um, People travelling now from a non-EU country into the uh, block are not allowed to bring meat or dairy products with them. Okay. Uh, The rule is in place to guard against the potential spread of animal diseases such as foot and mouth and swine fever. Uh, Travellers carrying undeclared meat and dairy can be fined or even prosecuted under the new rules with warnings of products will be confiscated or destroyed. Destroyed? They're going to destroy your sandwich now. Destroy your sandwich. Pop it in a bread. A limited amount of fruit, veg, honey and fish is allowed. So when lockdown's over and you make your first trip abroad, if you're buying that BLT from WH Smith at the airport, make sure you finish it on the plane. Yeah. Or you could get a fine. <laughs> or okay. I could have made that whole thing up. Oh, Who you knows? could have. You could have. Anyway, the better the better story. Uh, story number two. Elton John yep. has announced plans to be a pilot so he can fly his showbiz pals around the world on his private jet. Good old Elton, eh? Good old Elton. Gotta love him. So Elton said, I'm not going to do an impression here. Elton said, it's early days at the moment. Uh, I begin training in the spring, so for now, I'm still standing. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I've, said to, I've said to my instructor, don't go breaking my heart, as I really want to do this. <laughs> I've made a sacrifice, <laughs> cancelling my Las Vegas residency. It's not like I want to fly a rocket, man. <laughs> I just want to fly my plane, which I call Benny and the Jets. Uh, his, his instructor Nikita who is also a tiny dancer <laughs> said he's been great so far with the introductions um, he does lose his temper now and again you know but never apologises sorry seems to be the hardest word for him uh, on the um, on the late night simulation flights he gets a bit scared he did say don't let the sun go down on me as it blinded his vision for landing, but apart from that, uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, oh. His training begins in the <laughs> his training begins in the late summer, with the first time flyer taking his final training step into Christmas <laughs> and the New Year. <laughs> um, Crocodile Rock. <laughs> <laughs> what about Candle in the Wind? <laughs> Fit it in. I tried. Um, so <laughs> yeah. out. Is are you banned from bringing meat to the EU, or is Elton John actually becoming a pilot? I think the story about Elton John is the one that you've made up. Uh, that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Got a bit of sport, Al. Yes, please. So, in the world of Formula One, uh, Mario and Luigi missed out on a podium finish after being hit by a red shell. 
<laughs> in ice hockey, a mass brawl erupted in the New York versus New Jersey match with the referee going, Oi, anymore when you're off, you're all on thin ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good, good. And further excitement in lawn bowls. <laughs> this sport gets excited by the week. Uh, the grass is frozen over, so thankfully the game is called off. Ah, oh, shame. Bit of travel, Al, bit of travel. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, so, travel lanes three, one, and four are closed for Pie Junction. Oh, that is good. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Ring that bell. Uh, this is what we're going to submit for the podcast awards. <laughs> <laughs> And a collision has occurred between a horse and cart and a double-decker. The horse fled. The cart was ruined, but the double-decker went down a treat with this nice cup of tea. (laughs) Oh, yes, please. Uh, Alex, the weather is going to be interesting next week. And that is your news. Thank you, Stu. I very much enjoyed that. Can I just ask, is every week now, is that going to be... is that going to be music-based, your made-up story? So you've had the Beatles, and now you've had Elton John. It's going to be like um, David Bowie next week or something. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yes, the made-up stories are all going to be music-based from now on. Um, there may be an actor with films thrown in there now and again, but the majority will be fans or artists and their songs. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Stuart. That was a very enjoyable in the news. And now it is time for the feature which will break mine and Stuart's friendship. It is Buster Mind. Hey! In each episode, Stu and I give each other a topic to research only on Wikipedia, so the answers might not always be right, and we each get five questions for that topic. We have to answer those as best we can. So last week, or last episode, sorry... Stu, I gave you the subject of Pepper Pig. Did you? Yes. Oh, fuck. I thought you said Teletubbies. Did you? <laughs> You're fucked now. I've revised for nothing. So, Stu, in the last episode, I'm pretty sure that you asked me the questions first last episode. I'm not sure. But shall I ask mm. you the questions first this episode? Please. I want to get out of the way. Okay. So, Stu, welcome to Bastermind. Your subject is Pepper Pig. Bastards. Question one. When was the original air date? What, do you want a year? I'll accept the year. 2007. Oh, 31st of May, 2004. Oh, let me have that one. No. (laughs) Question two. (laughs) Who narrates the show? David Jason. John Sparks. Never heard of him. Three. What two TV channels is it shown? CBBS. Okay, and? BBC iPlayer. I'm afraid it is Channel 5 and Nick Jr. Question four. Is it? Is it? Where is the theme park Peppa Pig World? America. No, it's New Forest, Hampshire. And finally, question five. What is the name of Peppa Pig's brother? Barry. It's George. So, Stu, you have scored zero. I imagine that if I'd asked you questions about the Teletubbies, you might have done better. Well, that's not fair because I didn't revise Peppa Pig. Well, is it my fault that you didn't? No, you know what, Al? I made the whole thing up. You you said Peppa Pig. I knew it was Peppa Pig. I just didn't look up this page. I don't revise ever. 
You've got to start revising. Or revising know, speech is pointless. Fucking hell. No, it's not, because I'm quite good at general knowledge. So no, yeah, but you're not good revise. at general knowledge with fucking Peppa Pig. Uh, no, no, it's true. <sighs> right. It's true. I just didn't want to waste time looking at Peppa Pig. Um, well, you should I don't do. regret anything. <laughs> I'm pretty confident you'll get zero as well. Okay. Alex, you've your, your chosen subject for you is the five boroughs of New York City. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Which county is Brooklyn in? Uh, Brooklyn County, I don't know. No, it's Kings County. Oh, yeah. Alex, which borough is... uh, Is this going to be about fucking borough? Well, yeah, because it's the five boroughs. All right. Kind of gives it away, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Um, Dickhead. (laughs) Which borough is in Richmond County? Queens. Nope, Staten Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alex, which borough is geographically the largest? Queens. Fucking hell. Yes! Fuck you. <laughs> well, I don't need to ask you, Luke. We don't need yeah. to ask the last two, no, do I? Still ask them, still ask them. Which borough is Yankee Stadium situated? Brooklyn. The Bronx. Ah. And which borough is the JFK Airport located? I was in the main one. Queens. Queens. Yes, yes. two. Let me try the um, tyre break then. Okay, go on then. Join your tyre no, break. I'll give you You're on, on a roll. All right, all right. Interstate 278 runs from Linden, New Jersey to the Bruckner Interchange of New York City into which borough? Staten Island. The Bronx. Nah. Your tyre break question would have been how many episodes are there of Peppa Pig? 98. 316. Fuck. So, Stu, that's me winning again. I do believe now I am 4-1 up. You've got to start fucking researching. Yeah, I'm going to drop this feature like I drop your face. I don't mind you doing that. <laughs> I mean dropping the feature, not dropping my face. We're not dropping the feature. You need to fucking research. <laughs> I told you this. The robot from the future was right. The podcast is going to end in 2021. Unless you pull your fucking socks up. Right. Give me some good subjects then. I, yeah, but it's, that's the point of it. It's fucking Bethlehem. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Blasphemy again. That's twice now in this episode. Right. What's the next? What's my next subject? Star Trek. Oh, for fuck's sake. I hate Star Trek. It's shit. I hate you. You're shit. Oh, fuck. Yours is hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> Can that be a subject? Yes. How there is you a wiki- find on that? No, there's a Wikipedia page of it. I've looked at it earlier. I always look. And you'll... All right. This, all right. this one I will research because I'm actually interested in yes. this one. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter what you're interested in. Right. That's Buster Mine. This is Bag of Nails. Tales of the Bag of Nails. So each week in the Tales of the Bag of Nails, me and Al take a visit to... The Bag of Nails. In? London. London. <laughs> Bloody London. So, of course, due to lockdown regulations, we have been doing this virtually to London. Didn't we, Al? Yeah, Wink. true. True. No, we, we really have. We've not been going to London. We've not allowed. It's a um, secret I went... we don't actually go to the Bag of Nails. <laughs> it's just me and Stu putting on silly voices. <laughs> don't tell them that. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so I went to the Bag of Nails this, this week. 
who have you met this week? Well, it's another Borealis family member. Oh, for Al. Sake. Switch off now, listeners. <laughs> uh, this one's called Gerald Borealis. I think it's a cousin. Oh, um, maybe a grandpa. I can't same. remember. Wasn't really paying attention to him. He was a really boring bastard. Yeah. Uh, here's the tape. All right, thank you. Click. So let me get this straight. All I do is just talk into the tape. Okay, that sounds fair enough. Hello, Alex. It's me, Gerald Borealis. You may have mentioned um, some of my cousins, the Borealis triplets. Well, I'm their cousin, Gerald. As you can tell from my voice, I'm the one with the personality. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I moved here to London in the 1980s. Uh huh. It's the first pub I came to, and I've been coming here ever since. One would consider it to be my local. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've wrote a little poem for you, Alex, inspired by Blade Runner based on my times here in the pub. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Beer mats on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched two drunks fighting in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All these moments will be lost in time, like Big Bev's hot pot at lunch in the rain. <laughs> time to buy a pint. Yes, please, Bev. <laughs> and here are my tails in a bag of nails. <laughs> a man in here the other day said he applied to work in a mirror store. I said, why? <laughs> he said, I can really see myself working there. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. A T-Rex or a Tyrannosaurus Rex came rushing in, hiding from the police the other day. I said, what you been up to, fella? Why are you hiding from the law? He said, they know I'm a small arms dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of work, I was sitting on the toilet angry and late for work. I thought to myself, I don't have time for this shit. No. <laughs> my, <sighs> my mate joined <laughs> My mate joined me in here earlier and said he's fed up about being tired after work every time. You see he collects what urine samples at a hospital. I said to him tired you're taking the piss. <laughs> I said to him, I had to quit my job in construction because I wasn't strong enough. He said, did you quit on the spot? I said, no, but I gave them my two-week notice. Oh, God. I will leave <sighs> you with a bit of happy news, though, Alex. I'll leave you with a bit of a high. Today, my son told me he wanted to go help blind people after school. That's the verb, not the adjective. <laughs> Don't be getting him wrong now. <laughs> yes, please, Bev. One pint of Castlemaine. Cheerio, Alex. Fucking hell. <laughs> Castlemaine Forex. Does it even sell that? 
It's the bag of nails, mate. They've got everything. It's the bag of nails, isn't it? Brilliant. Thank you, Stu. So another Borealis. Fucking hell. There's going to be loads coming out of the woodwork in there. Well, yeah. I should be taking a trip down there in the next episode. So that was the bag of nails. Tales of the bag of nails. And now it is time for Arnie Improves Things. I'll be back. In each episode, Stu manages to find a cassette or tape in his fucking after eight box about Arnold, Arnie improving some, so Stuart, what is he improving this week? Neighbours. <laughs> Funnily enough. Yeah. All right. Go for it. Click. Hello, Artie. It's me, Harold Bishop. Would you like to play chess? Mm, sure, I would. My boot to Bishop's face. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, then he meets Lou Carpenter. Uh, yeah. G'day. G'day, Artie. It's Lou Carpenter here. Carpenter, well, you just stick around. Ow, you bloody hurt, you bastard. <laughs> you get the gist of what happens here. I make fun of their names. I make a little Annie pun, and we carry on like that. Um, I've enjoyed my time on your podcast, Alex. Uh, I'm going to go away for a while now because um, I'm tired. Bye. So there we go. That was that was Arnie, and there's a reason that Arnie said bye there. Stu, what's we got a we got a bit of you know something to tell the listeners, haven't we? It's not that we're leaving. Don't worry, listeners. We're not going anywhere. Uh, so as you can probably tell from that last Arnie sketch, I've grown tired of it, yeah, and I've decided to drop it from the show. Yep. So also. We are also uh, losing another feature. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Um, I am absolutely gutted to be getting rid of this feature. But I am running out out of impressions after the first few episodes. So that feature will also be leaving us next week. So we will be losing, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And also, Arnie improves things. But don't worry, listeners, there will be two... New features for you next week in episode 20, next episode. But we will not tell you about them yet, will we, Stu? No, we'll be announcing these on our social media pages nearer the time to recording. Yes. Um, so stay tuned for that. Yes, it will what be What we can exciting. say is they are, we are excited about these new features yeah. and we do believe that they will be more entertaining than what we've got now. Well, we, did, we also thought that we didn't want to drop the feature, these features until we had something else put in place. But we have. We've got something new put in place, so that is very exciting. So, Stu, mm-hmm. let's stop talking about that. It's the end of the episode, end of episode 19. Have you got anything you'd like to say? Because oh. I've got something that, you know... So, have you got anything for us? I have nothing, Alex. I have nothing to say. I've Absolutely enjoyed this week's nothing. episode. It's been very good. I've especially enjoyed the uh, top three trilogies we did this week and the feedback we've had from that. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to the new stuff from next week. Uh, so you take it away, mate. So Stu, talking about the top three that we had this week, the top three movie trilogies, I knew, looking at the social media, 
that a lot of people were going to pick uh, The Godfather. And I got in contact with a couple of people I know in Hollywood, and they sent me the audition tapes for the role of The Godfather. You know, the role that originally okay. went, that actually went to Marlon Brando. So I don't know if you know this, but what they did is they just got actors in and they asked them just to say the line, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. And they were asked to just do it in their own way. And they got all these actors in to record that line. And then they picked it from there. Okay. This should be so, good. <laughs> so I've got 10 audition tapes, Stu. So, well, it's one audition tape. It's, uh, it just plays, it plays on a loop. So if I give you the tape... It starts yep. off, it actually starts off with Marlon Brando. So you'll get Marlon Brando to start with, and then it, it's everybody else. Okay, here you go. Yeah, there you go. Click. Hey, Marlon Brando here. I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. Okay, thank you, Marlon. Next up, please. Hey, it's Christopher Walken here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making him an offer. I can't refuse. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, Christopher. Next up, um, can you just say your name and then the line, please? It's Bruce Forsyth here. I want to with the role. Uh, frankly, <laughs> that's the wrong line. Uh, I'll make you an offer he can't refuse. Uh, Dollies, do your deal. Okay, thank you, Bruce. Uh, next, please. Oh, it was Elvis Presley here. Yeah. Oh, uh, make him an offer. I can't refuse. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Elvis. Um, and now our next one, if you could just, again, say your name and then the line. Hey, Clint Eastwood here. Make him an offer. He can't refuse. You son of a bitch. Okay, you've added to that. Sorry, Clint. So you're straight out the door. Thank you. Um, who's next, please? Just come forward. Hello, it's Alan Carr here. Oh, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. Ooh. Okay, thank you for that. That's pretty good. <laughs> Next person, please. Uh, let's just say it again. Say your name. Hello, it's Orville the Duck here. Yeah, I'm Keith Harris. Yeah, but it's mainly me. All right, Orville, because I've got my hands stuffed up your ass, so I'm making you fucking talk. And can you just get on with the line, please? Yes, please. I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. You will, yeah? I will. You won't? I will. You Get out of here, you fucking bird. <laughs> All right, thank you. Anyway, next person, please. Hey, it's Bob fucking Geldof here. I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. He can give me his fucking money. <laughs> Again, please don't add to the line. Next person, please. Hello, it's Stella Black here. I'll make <laughs> him an offer he can't refuse. And that's a Laura Laura office. Again, please don't add to the line. Next person, please. You're right, it's Jackie D here. I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. Two for one on blowies. I'll see you later. <laughs> so, Stu, that was, um, those were the 10 people that auditioned <clears throat> for the role. I can kind of see why Marlon Brando got it. Like, you know, it wasn't much competition, was there really? But. Let me have a go. Go on then. Uh, next, please. I might come an offer. They can't refuse. That's Kermit. Oh, Del Preston. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'll make him an offer. He can't refuse, Pat. <laughs> Brilliant. Got any more? Or should we just end it there? Yep. That's right. 
See you next week. Guys, if you want to get in contact with us, submit something to 90s Corner. Tell us your top three. What's top three next week, Stu? Musicals. Musicals. Tell us your top three musicals. Get in contact. We are stewandalpod at gmail.com or we are on Twitter and Instagram at stewandalpod. I wish I could fly. <laughs> right. My name's John Lennon and I'll make him an offer to count with you. I'm fucking well and I'll. Right. Anyway, let's just say goodbye. See you later, Stu. See you later, listeners. Arrivederci. Hey, hey, goodbye. Five bad boys with a power to rock you. Blowing your mind, so you gotta get into. Five, what you waiting for? If you wanna three, three, two, two, one.